Hey everybody, Obuck Dave here again with an extra special episode. It's uh, it's kind of special in a couple ways. First of all, Obuck Dale is on the road today. We're not together, so if the audio quality sounds a little bit different, that's because he's uh, he's on a spaceship to Mars with Elon Musk or something. Any old Buck Dale's was there? I want to hear this story myself. I'm glad you called. Glad you checked in. Yeah, and the reason we're doing this is uh, I was you. A lot of you have uh, loyal listeners know that uh, we've been following the plight of a Ukrainian family trying to get their daughter and their children and her two children out of Ukraine into the U.S. And I, as I indicated last week, the mission was a success. But I had no details uh, to share. And then uh, yesterday, we were able to visit the family and uh, had just a great day with them. Uh, I was able to conduct a short interview with them. We're going to play that interview after this, but uh, I wanted to, to get this, get the audio in while it was still fresh in our minds. And, uh, it was, and I was pretty excited about plugging Dale in it right away into it right away so uh just to just to give some background here uh, for you who are not loyal listeners maybe you know my wife and I are both half Ukrainian we have U- Ukrainian friends here and there with some some good Ukrainian friends that that took care of her mother for a lot of years and they, they mean a lot to us and this was about them trying to get uh, one of their daughters out uh and I indicated last week that they 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 were successful in getting their daughter and her two children into the U.S. So for orientation here, now the parents here are Argenic and Irena, and they came to the U.S. Uh, a number of years ago, and then one of their daughters, Uliana, came with her with her young son, Andrean, uh, and then their other daughter, uh, Halnia. Uh, remained in Ukraine with she was married uh, so she remained in the Ukraine with her husband and her two daughters Yulia and Alina so it so it's it's Halnia and her daughters who fled Ukraine about six weeks ago and we we, we gave you some kind of weekly updates on where that was the uh, daughter in the in the US Uliana and her boyfriend Eric they really did all the legwork and all the brain work here to kind of make all this happen. So I'll be talking mostly to them in in the interview that follows. And, uh, and understand that this is a very, very condensed version of the ordeal. Uh, while we were offline, Eric told me about all, you know, all the setbacks, uh, all the frustrations, the disappointments, the fears even, when they were kind of in a no man's land in a couple of places wondering what to do. And how, how, you know, that was all overcome in the end due to, you know, their, their, their determination, their grit, uh, their good luck, and, and, and the kindness of others, really. So I'm, I'm going to include a link to a longer story that's in the Tampa Bay Times that has more detail on the ordeal up to the point where they got to Warsaw and were trying to get them beyond Poland. Uh, so, but uh, this is, but the uh, interview today uh, deals with them being actually here, and we had just just a wonderful celebration yesterday, and uh, so so here it goes.
Hey, everybody out there. This is Obuck Dave of the Two Obucks. Obuck Dale can't be here today. This is the special episode that we promised you. We have a really, really exciting episode today. We've talked the last four or five episodes about the Ukrainian family that's been trying to get into the U.S. <clears throat> and as I indicated last uh, week, they're here. And now we're here with them for a beautiful Sunday dinner. And I'd like to first introduce Uliana, who is the sister who was very instrumental with Uliana and Eric in getting them here. So Uliana, do you want to say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. Yes, I have here with me uh, my sister, um, Halina, Halia, and to my nieces, Alina and Yulia, finally here in the United States. Uh, We're very happy So about welcome that. to the U.S. And, and how old are your nieces? Um, Yulia is 12, Alina is 10. Okay, welcome to the U.S. girls. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So can you, can you tell us uh, w how this all started? Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about where, th where they lived, where Halia lived. Yes, lives. They, they all started with Ukraine Lviv. Ukraine Lviv. And um, so they moved from Lviv to Poland. And then they live in Poland one month and a half. Tell me how they got to Poland. Took them three days on a car and standing in a line, uh, usually it's 45 minutes drive, but because of so many people and of course want to escape, so this is, takes longer, so three days on the road. Um, and then... Um, T tell us a little bit how uh, you and Eric met them to the border. Maybe, maybe Eric can tell us a little bit about that. Eric, I, I know you were very instrumental in, in pulling all the strings and making all this happen. Tell us how you met them, how you got to the border, and, and made all this happen. Well, um, it was just a matter—it's just a matter of arranging the travel arrangements. Uh, when we flew into Poland, we flew to Szczesu, which is the nearest major airport to the Polish-Ukrainian border. Um, we were blessed enough to meet a. Bolt or Uber driver over there, it's called Bolt, and he was willing to take us all the way to the border, wait for hours for them to be transported right from the border to a shopping mall that was a couple miles away, and that's where everybody was being warehoused. We met them at the shopping mall, and then he brought us back to our hotel in Shesu. Then it was just a matter of taking a train to Warsaw. That's amazing, really. You, uh, as you indicated in our discussion earlier, uh, Uber drivers, uh, taxi drivers had a lot to do with this whole thing and uh, turned out to be kind of good Samaritans and uh, really took care of every, took care of you along the way, unexpectedly. Well, yeah, it was kind of unexpected. When we arrived in Shesu, we found out that they had canceled our hotel, so we didn't have a place to stay. The only place we could find was a hostel. Now, I was thinking this was the type of place that students traveling in Europe stay, it was not. Um, when we got there, we got this Uber driver, Bolt driver, as it's called, Ernest. And Ernest explained to us that that was a hostel for Middle Eastern workers and had no doors on the rooms and that it probably wouldn't be a good idea to take a 10 and 12-year-old girl and their mother there. Um, 
The guy was fantastic. He was a godsend. He actually spent 45 minutes finding us a hotel, agreed to take us all the way to the border for a fraction of what it was worth, um, just wanted to help out, waited there at the border with us for hours, leaving his car running because it was sub-freezing temperatures, and the gentleman even risked his driver's license to take that many people back from the border. That's great. It just, just shows how many good people are out there. So, Uliana, getting back to you. Yes, yes, I'm here. So what was the first thing you said to your sister, Halia, when you saw her? Uh, I was so happy to see her, and I just praying to God she was safe and with me. And what did she say to you? She couldn't even talk from yeah. being exhausted and tired and half sleep. For many, many days, she didn't have enough sleep, so she was, of course, like I said, sedated. Sedated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From tiredness. Yeah. So, and, and how did her daughters feel about the whole experience? Well, they was, I think they was happy to see me, and... But it has to be tough, bittersweet. Bittersweet because uh, they have to leave dad behind. Yes. Yes. Could you it tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, they have a probably 15 minutes to say goodbye to that because wow. the line was very, very quickly going and people was shoveling them in the car. We have one volunteer, this is what sister says, who can take them across the border and uh, they didn't have enough time. That was, like my sister says, I never see my husband crying so much she said it, it was hard to watch yeah, the whole family was crying yeah that'd be tough that'd be tough yeah w do you think your sister would like to say something to us in ukrainian yeah. it's a beautiful language we need to, people need to hear the language no ми раді що ми приїхали сюди дякуємо Ерікові і всі що допомагали Ah, I, d I don't understand it, but... <laughs> she, was, uh, she is grateful to be in the United States, and big, big thank you to Eric who helped them and, yes, and be the angel all the way. He's, de he's definitely yeah. the angel in this thing. That's great. Yeah, so thanks. So after you got to Poland, then you went to Warsaw. Is that correct? Yeah, we took the train uh, to the city... Krakow, Krakow. Yes. And then from Krakow to Warsaw. Yes. Okay. And then how long did they stay in Warsaw? You were over there and came back. Is that yes. correct? Yes. 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 We've been there for good one week, two weeks, I guess. Mm -hmm. There. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to go to embassy and hope. We was hoping they can help us give us visa, uh, and um, so we can buy the ticket and all together flying to United States, but didn't happen. We was all kind of like surprised of situation, how it's un, how to say the word. Everyone was like, they didn't know what to do with Very so many chaotic. people. Yeah, Very chaotic. chaotic. Yeah, chaotic. so yes. it was chaos on, on the street. The Polish people, of course, Polish people we see a lot, uh, helping people, Ukrainian a lot. We, I'm shocked. They, they they opened the doors and helping people with shelters, with food, it was no problem. So, 
Okay. Ukrainian very grateful. That's great. Yeah, yeah. The, the Poles are great people too. I, I've spent yeah. some time there. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So the next step now, how did they get to the U.S.? What were the steps that, that needed to be taken for them to get to the U.S.? Well, the steps was waiting for visas interview and the visa interview will not give you 100% they will give her visas so they make decision we all make decision fly to Mexico and cross the border to United States okay so so then the question is how do you get to Mexico how did they get to Mexico so they flew from Warsaw to Turkey from Turkey to New Mexico Mexico City. Mexico and from City. Mexico City, they flew to City Tijuana. Okay. Cross the border, closest border to with you, United States, no? Yeah, Eric, do you want to... Uh, I, I, when we talked earlier, you, you, you had... Uh, again, there were a lot of hurdles that had to be jumped here. So can you want to tell us a little bit more about that? And uh, in and out of Turkey and in and out of Mexico? Well, the first hurdle was getting them to Mexico because they couldn't have a layover in North America, in the United States or Canada. The only two options were that for them to stop over in Colombia or to stop over in Istanbul. We decided to go to Istanbul because they had a chance of finding somebody that spoke Russian or Ukrainian so they could at least communicate a little bit, where Colombia, the odds were pretty slim. In the meantime, I flew from Tampa to Miami. Uh, Almost missed the flight to Mexico City. Got to Mexico City about 12 hours before they did so that I could meet them there. Um, after a little bit of visa problems, the immigration ripped up my visa uh, and said that we had to fill out another form. I was really scared they would do the same thing to them. But fortunately, they got a guard that accepted their visa that they did online. So they didn't have those problems. Then uh, we found out a half an hour before our flight was supposed to take off that we had been bumped from our later flight to an earlier flight. And we're told that we wouldn't be able to get another flight for three days. And I'm fortunately, with a lot of praying and speaking to everybody I possibly could, it appears that they were able to put us right back on the flight we had originally booked, uh, probably by bumping the people that they had bumped us to put on there. Um, when we got to Tijuana, found out that what we thought was going to be a one-day affair is a four-day wait, but we were blessed enough to run into somebody who had quit his job in Tijuana to help Ukrainian refugees, and this gentleman told us that he could find a friend that would take us to Mexicali, which is a four-and-a-half-hour drive from Tijuana, and we could cross same day at that border, and that's the route we took. We went to Mexicali, waited six hours. And we're lucky enough to get in, get to talk to a Customs and Border Patrol agent. They, after a few little hiccups, granted them humanitarian parole. And then we just had to get a ride back to San Diego, which was another cab driver that seemed to have blessed us. Tell you what, those Uber and cab drivers really were godsends. Um, and then flew from San Diego back to Tampa. I left out a few hiccups here and there along the way, but it all worked out really well. Thanks, Eric. That's that's really an incredible story. And as you, so we had a lot of uh, minor angels along the way that uh, that kind of helped things along. So most of them drove cabs. Most of them drove cabs or Ubers. Yeah, that's that's great. So where do we go from here, Uliana? So 
where are we are the kids trying to get in school now or what's what's what are the next steps in the u.s for the family? yes we not really know what the next step is we don't know okay. so we're trying to to find a school we actually find one school but um we just need to do our paperwork for them and then seems like next year when they can start school so they're missing a lot months of school so so what is their official status now in the u.s they were granted humanitarian parole that allows them to stay here for a year attend school and work but after a year then i guess things either have to be reevaluated or not really sure what steps to take they have applied to immigrate here that was six years ago but officially their turn doesn't come up for another nine years We're hoping because of the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine right now that maybe there's a way around that and they can immigrate sooner. But we've got to search and find out what the next step is. So you've you've got a year, and over the next year, hopefully things will spin out favorably. Yes, yes, we hope. We hope so. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We yeah, we all don't know. It's just uh, it's a crazy time over there, and uh, we certainly wishing the Ukrainian people all the best. And this very, very tough time. Yes. So we're, we're happy to welcome three of them to the U.S. Yes, we're very happy. And, thank and, you. Thank and, you. And thanks to you and Eric. For, yeah, for thank your, you, Eric. For your, your heroic efforts to get them here. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, that was it. What do you think, man? Uh, what a story. I had, uh, I had a good, I also had a chance to... Uh, uh, peruse that article uh, in the uh, in the paper you were talking about Dick. hey i gotta say that i i mean you can hear a story like this but you really truly cannot imagine what it's like to try to go through the red tape and deal with the bureaucracies and, and uh, especially under a wartime condition like that i mean it just breaks my heart breaks my heart yeah that they even have to do this yeah that there's there's how many people trying to do this This is only one let's say small tiny success story uh, right many 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 uh yeah. going in different directions going in different directions yeah i mean the, the u.s has uh authorization to do a hundred thousand uh they've done something far less than ten thousand at this point and, and as Eric indicated in, when we were in our discussions offline, he said the ones that are able to get in here are, number one, the, the ones that have family here and a place to stay in the U.S., and the, and the, uh, the family has the, the means to get them here. All right, so, I mean, the... Uh, the so eliminate fam- those two and you're not coming. You're not coming. You're not going to get here, yeah. And, and look, this was a, this was a working-class family here. You know, they spent a lot of money they didn't have to get their daughter here. So, uh, you know, was, but the, you know, they, they did what they had to do. They should, someone should start a GoFundMe page for them or something like that. <laughs> well, at the bottom, there there actually is a GoFundMe page. It, it, at the bottom oh, of that Tampa Bay Times article, it shows the GoFundMe page. And uh, they actually, uh, one of Eric's uh, friends helped him set that up. Ah, and if you go on the page, it's actually met its goal, but their expenses have been actually far in excess uh, of that number. Because, for example, 
to take a to take a flight from Turkey to Mexico, they make you buy a round trip. Okay, that you're obviously not going to use the second half. Uh, and you're buying tickets at the last minute, and you're paying this fee and that fee, and you know uh, paying this guy three hundred dollars to take you up the road and. It was uh, everybody's taking advantage of these people in this dire situation. Well, I mean, uh, yes and no. I mean, a lot of some people were taking advantage of them. But, uh, you know, as Eric indicated, uh, you know, the real angels here were like the, the taxi drivers and the Uber drivers that he said, man, you get in a taxi with or an Uber or whatever. You don't know whether they're going to take you where you want to go or or, or they're going to take you in the, in the up in the hills and shoot you. But he said these these guys to a person were just just phenomenal you know just just went out of their way to help because they wanted to help this is like in poland or something or this was this was everywhere this was in this was in poland this was in mexico this was getting from one one border entry point to another this is trying to get on a plane in in mexico city to to fly to uh to one of the border towns uh, Tijuana and all of the all the grief and aggravation that they were suffering and I can't imagine. Yeah. I honestly cannot imagine. Yeah. I mean, I have trouble getting through my local airport. Oh man, without yeah. a lot of aggravation. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, anybody listening to the, the old bucks? Uh, I mean, we certainly care, and I think this is evident that we. I'm I'm appalled that this is even happening in my lifetime. Yeah. But. We certainly care about uh, the well-being of those folks, and this is uh, a case where it really hits close to home. It does. It does. It's. These are, I mean, these are. You know, how many, how many millions of cases like that mm. are are there going on simultaneously around the world? Million, millions. So, uh, just just a little more background. Uh, the uh, the family got what is called humanitarian parole status, which it's not a green card. It gets them into the U.S. for one year, and after one year, uh, who who knows? I mean, let, let's I don't know. You know, is there going to be a Ukraine in a year? Uh, you know, we certainly hope so, but it's it's hard to say. But th- this is this is a one year a one year status that they have here. Think about that. Does does that not doesn't that seem ominous if you said one year you'll have this uh, you'll be able to go ahead and work and do this and do that and eat and you'll have a place to stay and after that it stops yeah yeah and, and you're thinking <laughs> and and as a couple of old bucks we know how a year goes by <laughs> yeah faster and faster faster and faster faster so and faster you, yeah. before you can even think about it. You're facing a giant wall again. I mean, what? Where would they go? How, how would they sort this out? There's got to be yeah, some, well, that, yeah, some kind that's, of a mechanism. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure mechanisms will be put in place over the next year. But, yeah, let's hope uh, so. Let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, I, another. I, I think I'm going to give a shout out to several of my neighbors here. Uh, when they, when, uh, when they learned of the situation, gave us uh, gift cards or cash to give to the family. And uh, so that was a big help. They were really nice. appreciative. So, so uh, th- thanks, my neighbor, to my neighbors. You, you folks are the best. And, uh, and they know who they are. They know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 
I'm proud of you, Dave. I'm, I'm, uh, well, I, mean, I, I didn't really, do anything. I didn't do both. anything. So anyway. So what's what's next? You're just going to try to, they're going to try to get, to get, they settle into school. They're allowed to do, go to school, I assume. Uh, that, well, that's a problem. You know, there are only a couple of weeks left in the school year. And uh, kind of the big school district there said, oh, I don't know, we don't know what to do. And they found kind of a small private school that's that's willing to take them. But again, it's only going to be for a couple of weeks before, I think it's three or four weeks before school's out. And uh, then, you know, then they're on their own for the summer. So I, I basically they have between now and, and the fall to figure out what they're going to do with respect to school. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the uh, girls don't speak English. They speak a few words. The older girl is able to to write in English. She can write, uh, you know, some simple sentences in English. But, uh, you know, she doesn't have any opportunity to speak English, uh, didn't have any opportunity to speak English in Ukraine, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's uh, something else uh, that, that has to get sorted out uh, amongst a lot of other things. And... Uh, you know, Eric's got to get back to the garage and fix some cars. And uh, Oleana's a, she's a dental hygienist. And, you know, as like, like Eric, she's taking a lot of time off work to, uh, to make all this happen. So really, you know, hats off to them. They're the, they're the two heroes in this story. But you'll be able to maintain some kind of contact. And, I mean, it's, oh, it's, yes. You can yes. pick up on this thread. Sometime yes. in the future, maybe every now and yeah. then. To... Yes. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we're going to see them. There's a uh, there's an event April 25th in Gulfport, a, a kind of a fundraising event, I believe, for them. I I really just got bits and pieces of it, and because there were a lot of people talking at once. But uh, as, as I learn more about that, I'll I'll mention that here. Because uh, I think so, some of the Laura Old Buck listeners will probably be. Uh... Uh, you know, anxious to uh, to see how this plays out. This is a real time, uh, you know, yeah, time yeah, activity, yeah. so to speak. And we'll Life. be we'll be getting together with them from time to time and uh, staying plugged in with them, oh, that's regardless, regardless of where we are. So, uh, so that's that. That's um, that's one little tiny tiny bright spot from Ukraine, an mm-hmm. otherwise really devastating situation. Anything else going on with you now that I got you on the line? I I think I am uh, used up for the day, buddy. <laughs> I am used up. And I appreciate I you uh, taking time out of your crazy travels to uh, to jump in and listen Anytime to Anytime you tell me to check in, I, I'm always yeah, All righty. Yeah. All right, man. All right, so I, I think this time to say it's time for the Bucks to say goodbye for the yeah, okay for the... old Buck Dell saying thank you thank you for listening all right take care everybody bye-bye